Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats podcast. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get through this show. We are going to preview Arizona basketball in conference play, where Arizona football is going to be going from here as well. So let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to this show. But first, Arizona basketball and conference play is here. Now, before the season, I think a lot of people were wondering, what exactly, uh, um, where exactly Arizona was in the grand pecking order of Arizona, of uh, the conference, you know, because again, UCLA was preseason number one in the conference. And you know what? I didn't really have a, uh, I didn't really have a problem with that, to be honest with you. I thought that, you know, looking at, looking at the Ross or looking at the rosters, looking who's coming back, I was thinking to myself that, all right, you know, makes sense. You got Tiger Campbell, you got Jaime Hawkes, you've got a uh, you got a good deal of you got a good deal of experience, and again, Final Four experience as well. So that's something that I think a lot of people need to remember when they're looking at that. But there's certainly more to it as well. Um, and there's roster composition, there's coaching that comes into play. I thought Mick Cronin was a pretty good coach, so I didn't really have necessarily too much of a problem with that. But we're also at the point now where Arizona is clearly a better team than uh, than UCLA. Now, UCLA might be able to beat Arizona. Not saying they won't, but let's just look at it right now. Arizona, and I'm going to quote to Michael Defoe here, um, Arizona is just way too big for, uh, for Utah. There's, I don't really, or excuse me, UCLA. I just don't really know any other way to put it other than the fact that they are just way too big. I think that um, you look at the team, I like Jalen Clark a lot, power forward, at, uh, but he's an undersized power forward at UCLA. He's a guy that, um, you know, he uh, he's very scrappy. If he was going to be the defensive player of the year, it would in no way surprise me at all. But there's also a little bit of a um, – how do I put this? There's a uh, there's a little bit of a question involved as uh, um, where um, where how he's going to match up with a guy like an Azulis Tabellus. And Azulis Tabellus is definitely one of those players that you're going to have to match up with, and you're going to have to match up with in a big hurry because everybody's talking about Umar Ballo. And let's just say, for example, that Umar Ballo is um, and Umar Ballo and uh, and Bona, who is the UCLA five-star big man, let's just say they cancel out. I don't believe that that's the case because I believe Ballo's better. But you know what? Let's just say that that's the case. Again, don't really think it is, but let's just say it. There is a lot. Uh, there is going to be a massive problem, though, with Jalen Clark having to guard having to guard Azulis Tabellis. And the one thing that I think a um, I think the one thing that you look at and you do say to yourself is. Where exactly can UCLA get some advantages? They're not going to be down low. 
Down low is a good, should be a Julius Tabellis. He should be getting 25 points and 10 rebounds against UCLA if they're going to try to double team Ballo or if they're going to try to do other stuff on Ballo. So again, we'll uh, we'll find we'll find that one out. Uh, we'll find that one out as we uh, as we go closer. Now, um, when I watch uh, when I look at the backcourts, and again, we're breaking these two teams down because I think they're the two best teams at, at this point. Looking at the backcourts. Um, I, I like, I like Tiger Campbell quite a bit. Um, I like, uh, I like Tiger Campbell. I think that he's a pretty underrated player in the grand scheme of things. Um, again, he was really big in the tournament and that stuff matters to me. When you really step your game up during the tournament, that again, that means a lot to me because a lot of guys just can't do that. And so he's shown that he can do it on the biggest stage, but and where last year it might have been a little bit of a difficult matchup for Kirk Carissa, so far this is a different matchup for Kirk Carissa in that he is playing. Uh, he's first of all he's shooting very well. He's um, and he's making good decisions. And not only is he making good decisions, he is making the decisions that where he's getting you into where you need to get on the floor. And more importantly, he's also making game changing plays. There's a lot of guys that, you know, they can hit some open shots, but you're kind of like, eh, all right. You, uh, you're not really, you're, you're not really making it when it matters, or you're not really making big time difference maker plays. Um, right now, Kirk Creasa is the one that is making those difference maker plays. And I think that's where you, if you're an Arizona fan, you got to be excited. Keep in mind, I thought before the season that if Arizona were to win, or excuse me, if uh, Kirk Creasa were to just shoot 40% from three, I wouldn't care about anything else right there. Um, because I thought the rest would take care of itself. Well, he is shooting better than that. And not only is he sh- shooting better than that, he's taking better care of the ball and he's just, he's been a privilege to watch so far. You're hoping that that can continue because again, you're about to get into a more difficult, uh, a more difficult status, more difficult state of uh, frame of mind here. Now with uh, looking at the rest of this team, I do think that um, I do think that uh, UCLA has got some advantages. I think uh, Jaime Hawkes is a very good player. The one thing about Jaime Hawkes though is that it's going to take a little bit of time because he is not a um, he is not a uh, he is not the uh, the type of guy who um, is going to just be able to beat you up and uh, score really easily. That's not really the uh, it's not really his mo. He's going to take his time. Guys like that don't worry as m- me as much as the guys that can just go crazy and just start shooting. Could just start shooting nonstop and taking, you know, and taking advantage of what uh, de- the defense gives you. So again, I think Arizona matches up very well with UCLA. I think UCLA is a pretty good team, and, but at the end of the day, I think that this is uh, Arizona should be able to sweep through this conference. Not sweep per se, because I think they will lose a game, a couple games. But Arizona clearly, to me, is the best team, and by a good margin. Um, looking at the rest of the unit or looking at the rest of the teams, Oregon came in as a team that I thought had the physically the second most potential in the conference, but there's also a lot of question marks as to the chemistry, the camaraderie, everything that's gone on. They're dealing with a ton of injuries. Now Keyshawn Bartholomew's out, Jermaine Cuisinart's out. Um, So 
that leaves you essentially one ball handler. And that one ball handler is um, one ball handler is Will Richardson. And while Will Richardson's very good, there's also um, there's also some questions though as to where um, where else are you going to get any ball handling? Because you know uh, Rivaldo Sora's not a uh, ball handler. Um, you know, obviously Quincy Garriott, not a ball handler. The bigs, not ball handler. So you got one ball handler. That to me is really, really difficult when you are, uh, when you're going to be playing in a conference and when you're going to be playing against other teams that are going to know, let's take the ball out of Will Richardson's hands and let's let somebody else dribble that. And especially when Will Richardson isn't a next level type athlete, that to me is a problem for, uh, that to me is a uh, problem for Oregon. And again, I think that they'll figure it out to a certain extent, but this clearly is a group of guys right now that have just not been able to bond, that have not been able to get together in the manner in which they see fit um, and to be able to take that next step. Then after that, I hate saying this, but ASU doesn't suck. Um, I wish they did, but they definitely don't. They definitely don't suck. Um I think the one thing that you watch, though, about them is you wonder, and we've we've talked about this from day one with Bobby Hurley, is where exactly where are they going to be at the end of the year? Um, I think a lot of people watch uh, UCLA and they kind of get excited because, or excuse me, ASU, they get excited because they're like, oh, you know, th- there, there's some good stuff going on there, but it generally doesn't hold up because you got to remember that Bobby Hurley is a coach that is kind of schizophrenic. He's all over the place. And the Marcus Bagley, the Marcus Bagley stuff is really bad because um, I think with uh, with Marcus Bagley, he uh, you were expecting him to come back and be one of ASU's best players. Um, he's probably excuse me, he's probably not going to play anymore. Um, and honestly, I can see I can I fault both sides here a little bit. First of all, I don't understand why Bagley came back for a third year and why he hasn't been playing. The whole management issue has been kind of odd to me. Um, and then Bobby Hurley, Hurley's kind of crazy. I mean, you watch Bobby Hurley, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's saying things to players that he probably shouldn't be saying stuff like that. That really wouldn't surprise me. But ASU doesn't actually stink this year. We'll find out exactly how good they are, though. Um, now the rest of the conference, I hate to say this, but the rest of the conference is small. There's just no, or they're just not very good. Um, Stanford, I think a lot of people had hopes for, um, but watching Stanford or Stan or Stanford watching Jared Hass, you kind of know what they are. They're just kind of meh. They're going to be there, but they're just kind of whatever. Um, I don't really see a ton to be impressed uh, impressed by. And quite frankly, I don't see much to be impressed by by the rest of the conference. Um, so we'll find out exactly where Arizona is. But I expect if you're looking for a record here, I'll tell you what, we're going to tease that. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we're going to talk – what is it? What is a record for Arizona right now? I think that record is probably going to be something like, and again, I can't really get the, uh, can't really remember all the numbers, but I'm going to say that Arizona drops two games in conference, three at the max. I expect Arizona to go into the uh, postseason 
uh, competing for that number one seed. And that is not something that I thought was going to happen before the, uh, uh, before the season started. Now I do watch this team and I think to myself that there's going to be, um, there's going to be times, especially with Oregon's or excuse me, with Arizona, where if you get them slowed down, if you get physical with them, that's what I would do if I was a team. Again, Kirk Risa has certainly outperformed my expectations, and I think most people's expectations. But it's, you know, again, at the end of the day, he's also a guy who is not a great ball handler, and he's uh um he's he's just not very physical. Now, a, a team like Houston, a team like San Diego State, they could probably get up in him a little bit. Obviously, it didn't work with San Diego State, but I don't know really anybody in the conference that's going to be able to pressure uh, Kerr the way it is. Maybe, maybe Tiger Campbell, but even then, um, I don't really know uh, where uh, where what their upside is. I think that their upside is somewhat limited. Now, from Arizona's perspective, I think you're excited to watch um, – some of these other guys too. How does Courtney Ramey continue to? Uh, how does Courtney Ramey continue to evolve? When Ramey came in, Texas transfer. Um, you didn't really know. He was like nine points per game. Now, granted, it was under Chris Beard, so a lot of people were kind of taking that with a grain of salt. But Ramey looks like a 14, 15, 16 point per game guy, something like that. And you know, honestly, that's an, that's exciting stuff because you generally. Um, when you get a transfer in the portal, especially one that isn't super highly thought of, um, it's kind of hit or miss. And Ramey has been absolutely fantastic. Ramey has been a hit the ball out of the park. Ramey solidifies basically um, everything out there. And so we'll find uh, we'll find we'll find out exactly where this team is. But again, right now. With the conference play starting, I expect Arizona to essentially run through this uh, conference. Um, I don't really see – I really don't see any uh, any team that can consistently hang with Arizona that can consistently beat Arizona. I think that's going to be a little bit of an issue. Um, uh, now, where are we at, though, and uh, where are we at there with uh, – um, uh, you know, Arizona looking into the future because Arizona is a little bit ahead of uh, um, Arizona is. Uh, Arizona's kind of uh, Arizona's kind of in a spot right now where a lot of people are questioning the recruiting. What exactly is going on there? But we're don't we just have to kind of trust Tommy? Uh, don't we also have to kind of trust Tommy Lloyd at this point? He's shown that he certainly knows what uh, he he shows that he knows what he's talking about. Um, I think that uh, I think that one I think one I think when you watch this squad, um, it's always going to be more about fit than actual parts, and that's where I think that uh, Arizona is always going to be good because again, all all that Tommy Lloyd cares about is talent that fits. Look at Cedric uh, Henderson. I almost said Cedric Peterson. Um, uh, said almost said Cedric Peterson for a while. Um, he uh, Cedric Henderson is absolutely what Arizona uh, um, what Arizona needs right here. He is again. He wasn't one of the higher rated guys in the portal, but he has emerged as a player that I think that uh, Arizona fans can one hundred percent count on as a great sixth man 
as a great um, as a uh, great sixth man. Not only a great sixth man, a player that gives you a lot of position flexibility. Um, and uh, I think that um, I think with when you're watching this team, that's what you got to look at is the position flexibility, the physicality that goes into what you're looking at right now. So again, um, right now, I think if you're Arizona, you've got to be incredibly excited where uh, where everything is, but we'll definitely keep you in the loop on that. Now, I want to tell you about Bet Online, Bet Online Sportsbook. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, uh, Mike, I don't really want to get into uh, online sports betting. It's too confusing. It looks weird. Um, none of it really just makes much sense. I'm here to tell you that you should. Because first of all, on the Bet Online Sportsbook, it's very easy to follow. It's very easy to just basically comprehend. They've got in-game betting. They've got out-of-game betting. Uh, they've got uh, props. You name it, they've got it. And that's why I think so many people right now are so many people right now are on this because again, it's fun. You can bet. You can bet during games. And you know what? If you're watching a boring game. And what is the best way to what is the best way to make it exciting? Give yourself a little bit of uh, give yourself a little bit of skin in the game, and that's where Bet Online Sportsbook is. They're here to help you. So again, check it out. Bet Online, uh, Bet Online Sportsbook. We'll be right back with you. We're going to talk about where the Pac-12 ranks in the grand scheme of things. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. Um, now, watching this right, watching this right now, I do uh, I, the conference. The Pac-12 conference is not good. I'm not trying to make it out like the Pac-12 conference is good. So please, please uh, uh, take this with a grain of salt. But the one thing about the conference, though, is that you also know that it's going to be. If it's going to perform, if it's going to overperform, it could overperform in March and nobody will really care. But the thing that we should do, we should admit absolutely nothing here. Look at the Big Ten. Every single year, the Big Ten gets in 30 teams, it seems. And every single year, um, every single year, not only do they get in, not only do they get in 30 teams, those teams never do anything and they end up, uh, they end up losing. Um, but nobody says anything because it's, oh, well, you know, uh, the Big Ten's just really, really good. Uh, they beat up on each other, and it's an ESPN type thing. We're not doing that here at the Pac-12. You know what? We're going to take the Big Ten's approach. We are going to take. We are going to apologize for nothing. If Arizona struggles, it's well because you know they got beat up. Uh, they got beat up in their out of conference schedule, or they got beat up. Uh, whatever the case may be, we are going to take the same tack, and we'll see exactly what happens there. So again, Pac-12, not great, not saying that, but I'm also going to be, uh, I'm also going to take the tack that so many others have taken out there. Uh, now, it's a great time. It's always a great time to be a Wildcat, but as always, you guys all out there, you have a great day. We're going to be back with you. Um, we'll be back with you tomorrow, or excuse me, on Monday. As you know, we're in the middle of season right now, so everything is going to be uh, everything is going on. So we're going to be up here every day talking Arizona basketball, Arizona football, you name it, we have got it. And as always, have a great, great Saturday or have a great Saturday and Sunday, and we will be back with you tomorrow. As always, thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcat.
Stats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. Have a great weekend, and we will talk with you on Monday.